Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Michelle Aubin and Linda Lang. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode of Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. I'm Michelle Aubin, and I'm here with the lovely Linda Lang. Hi, Linda. Hi, Michelle. Michelle, I see a little pink in your hair. Oh, um, yeah. Look. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm expanding my, uh, my horizons with hair color, so having a little fun. Got You know, got to change things up a little once in a while. And you and I, speaking of that, you and I were talking before the, the recording started about today's topic, and I'm really excited about it because it's really interesting. You were sharing with me some teachings you're receiving. Can you just open that up a little bit? What have you been getting guidance on? For sure. I'm happy to share. So I'm a little tired today because I often get my teachings through the night where I'm woken up and I'm given kind of downloads of information. And a lot of it comes as experiential and a knowingness. So sometimes it is a little bit challenging to put like English words to yes. the whole situation. We talked before about how sometimes the interactions, well, probably not sometimes, most of the time, those interactions with different dimensions, with spirit guides, visions, any of those kind of experiences actually feel very real, often more real mm-hmm. than our third dimension world that we live in. There's no external Uh, distractions. And I think that probably has a great deal to do with it, actually, because our our whole consciousness is focused on what we're receiving. And maybe that's one of the reasons why it seems so vivid and so real. And I believe that those dimensions are not linear time, like time is not linear you know, first A, then B, then C, then D. That's why the information can come in in a holistic way. But in our linear mindset, we have to kind of pull it out a little bit and make sense of it in in this experience of time, in this realm where we experience time in a linear way. So I think, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like my experience of time in those dimensions is very different. And there can be so much more that we access in those downloads that it can take a while to unfold. Exactly. The download itself just kind of is like poof down. And then I find myself being awake as I'm integrating and extrapolating information and kind of applying it to situations in my life and getting greater awareness. So yeah, I'm right there with you, Michelle. Yeah. 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 It's fascinating. So yeah. So what, what has been the teachings for you? It's, it's been actually really interesting because it was all about how we have our life experience and our life is really about experience and how, what we experience is our internal world, our thoughts, our emotions. And even though we interact with other people, we each have 
our own experience within that kind of cooperative situation, if that's what you want to call it. So that maybe you've got a group of people that go to an event. Of course, it's different for each person and according to what's on their inside, their thoughts and and emotions, past experiences, beliefs, it colors their whole experience. Of course, we know that. So you, you and I know that over the last year, I've had a couple of very close friends kind of fall by the wayside. Those friendships have dissolved. And so this particular teaching included these friendships and how my experience, you know, is very different from what they would remember or recount to someone else because their experience, their own internal stuff. But that has more to do with that person than it has to do with me. And my internal experience is, of course, my internal experience that I may be projecting on those relationships or that situation. So it's actually really, really fascinating for me. And, and my guides are fantastic showing me the chambers in the heart. I've had teachings, mm. prior teachings, dimensional teachings about the Egyptian ritual of weighing the heart against the feather. Mm-hmm. And that not being a literal thing, but it's all about clearing the heart out from any baggage and emotions and, and trauma. So the guidance that I received, which is, you know, just you've had your own experience and, and that's, you know, part of life. It's part of the gift of life that you get to have all this wide range of experiences. And they just recommended that I ensure that I'm not carrying any emotional baggage or beliefs or whatever from the dissolution of those relationships so that I can go forward and be very, very clear. And then they stepped into another really, really interesting aspect of that teaching. And this is in particular is what I'd like to share with people because, you know, so many of us, we have compassion, we have love, we maybe change how we act, how we think who we are when we're around different people. Mm-hmm. And so the second part of that teaching was really about that and how that when we do that and we're not experiencing our life or expressing ourselves in a, in a way that has integrity and authenticity about who we really are instead of who we expect that other person to think we are or to fill in some kind of expectation, obligation that anyone might have, society or any particular person, that all of those expectations are actually like a fungus on our energy system, eating away at our core and our authentic self. And it can get to that point where we even forget who we really are at that core because we're so filled with all these, you know, false ideas of who we think we should Mm -hmm. be. So you can imagine having systemic candida as 
a cause of, of trying to fill everybody's needs, not saying no, being a people pleaser or being some role that, that your friends and family expect of you. That's a pretty um, profound experience. Your cat is agreeing. Yes. My cat is agreeing and he just shook the table to affirm this. <laughs> Making it concrete. I love he it. He is not a people pleaser. He is a cat pleaser. <laughs> he pleases himself. I could not agree with you more, Linda, on what you said. And it actually goes very deeply profound and it goes wide what you're talking about because when we, I know my own, my own experience, when we start to look at being authentic and undoing some of the training. I'll speak for myself. When I started to undo some of the training that I received on how I should be versus how I am as a person, and I'll even say cutting cords, cutting energetic cords that were unhealthy with various people, with various institutions. And this is, this has been an ongoing process for me that has led to a lot of healing, physical healing, emotional healing. But there are consequences for that because people, I believe people feel it. I've seen people in my life want to get back to a connection that maybe wasn't built on integrity of both of us. It was maybe built on both of us feeling like we should be a certain way or that there are obligations that are not authentic. And I'm not saying we don't have obligations to each other, but if it comes from a place of guilt or should, or this is the right thing to do because this is what we were trained to do versus I'm feeling an obligation I want to express because that's in my heart. That feels very different to me. And so I've been, I've been moving more towards the heart-based, present moment-based, authentic connection and giving from that place of generosity, not from the place of, this is what I should do. This is what a good person does, because this is what I was taught how to be. And it can actually get very, like very, very distorted to the point yeah. where, you know, you can't talk about certain things or use certain words or maybe you have to dress a certain way to be acceptable to the people in your world and in that process you actually start losing yourself your little soul Mm -hmm. nudges of, of who you are the memories start to get like corroded by that fungus infection that's systemic it's just wild. It's almost like mini traumas. Every time I've done a lot of reflecting on this recently and things that have been shown, shown in my life, showing up in my life. Every time I interact with someone from a place of that kind of codependent, um, you know, I want them to love me. So I will act the way I think they want me to act it's almost like a trauma. It's like a mini trauma to the soul. And that sounds maybe kind of grandiose, but I really feel that that is like self-inflicted trauma. Because what I'm doing when I do that is I'm saying, 
my soul is not important. My soul expression is not valuable. I need to modify it to meet someone else's agenda so they love me. And I've been really seeing how I've done that. And it's very eye-opening to uh, see that, how I have played into that, which is not to say that I've been a victim of people, right? It's not like, oh, they made me do this. It's that I went along with a program and maybe I didn't create the program, but my schooling, my, my life experience in a, my family, like all these influences from the culture that I've absorbed growing up. And now I'm looking at them, I'm unpacking them. And I'm just owning, okay, I've played into these things and it's damaging. It's, you, I like that you talk about it like this kind of candida thing because it's really um, not a recipe for vitality. <laughs> You know, if you want your vitality back, one of the ways to get it back is to, is to like stop doing these things with people. Yeah, definitely. And, and for me personally, it had more to do with, because I'm a very flexible person mm -hmm. and it was just easier for me to compromise than, than perhaps some of the other people in my life. But when you're always compromising you become compromised. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Not to yeah. say you can't ever compromise, but it, it really does need to be both ways or like a meet in the middle kind of a thing. Yeah. So it was a really interesting evening last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this other thing, you know, I wrote down a few of the terms you talked about because it just makes me kind of think about all these different places we could go to talk about it. This idea that when we experience something and there are other people involved, everyone involved, whatever the event is, it could be a national event, it could be a personal, interpersonal event, everyone has their own experience because they're looking at it from their own lens. And I, I had the image of a film projector in a movie theater and so if the film projector has a speck of dust on it that will get projected and it will appear that the movie has a spot in it on the screen and it looks real to all the people viewing it but if you clean off that lens every projector might have their own spot or pattern of dust and it's it's my job to clear off my own projector, but it gets tricky when we see things play out and realize everyone has their own dust that they're projecting onto the situation. I think that's a great metaphor. Really, really, that is. So for any of the listeners that are going through anything, I definitely encourage everyone to kind of do an internal check I don't even know how to say it. It's like that experience is the experience that you're having and that other person or other people involved each will have their own, their own experience. And, and sometimes it's really hard for another person to put themselves in your shoes or vice versa because we're so attached 
typically to our stories and our perspective that it's that truth. But I mean, I always say to my clients that the truth always lies somewhere in the middle between, between both people involved. So that's my word of wisdom today. Well, and you and I were talking about the Course in Miracles and the way this can link into the Course in Miracles is that that course teaches us about the phenomena of projection. And the idea I find very helpful that when I'm looking at a situation and I'm triggered by it, I don't have all the information because I don't know what everyone is projecting in the situation. I'm not, I'm not always able to ascertain what's really happening. And any kind of, any event that is the result of multiple perspectives is more than the sum of my experience, right? So it's easy for me to go there and say, well, I just don't understand how everyone else is experiencing this. And that can be very, in a way, comforting to say, well, there's a lot going on here. I don't necessarily know what it is. And that idea also, what I want to say about tying into the Course in Miracles has to do too with letting go of our definition of who we think we are. And that ties into this very well too as a, as a helpful thing. At first, maybe it's not that easy when I recall doing it, but it gets easier now to say, well, I don't need to define myself the way I always have. I don't, I can let go of this idea. Like I've let go of a lot of this idea of like what a good person is good, you know, and there's like a lot of baggage around that. So I've let go and said, I don't need to be that. I, and that's sort of an ego thing. I can let go of that self-definition. But that goes back to that whole candida teaching about the expectations of what other people need from yeah. you so that you can feel like you're a good person. Right. This is so interesting. The other thing is, uh, as you were talking about being able to detach from the story mm -hmm. and, and recognize that that is a story and that might be your experience in the story, but that there are other perspectives. Uh, definitely. The more that we can detach from the story, the more we detach from the pain and the suffering. Now I have, you know, only love and good positive hopes for my friends and, you know, however they're feeling, whatever they're thinking, I, because I don't know, you know, it is what it is. And I hope that they work through it because I'll go back to Edgar Casey's law of forgiveness because forgiveness heals and empowers the one who forgives. Mm -hmm. If you're holding on to pain and suffering from a situation in your past, you're hurting yourself more than oh, yeah. anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Forgiveness is really a selfish act in a way. Selfish. I say that in quotes because it's, you're doing it for yourself. Yeah. 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 Selfish in a good way. Yeah. It's, yeah. Self, yeah. self-related. Well, Michelle, I'm really grateful that we were able to have this little chat today and that I was able to share this teaching and hopefully in a way that people get the kind of deeper teaching of it. I mean, it really is really hard to put into words, 
but yet it's really profound when you kind of get it when the light bulb goes on. So thank you for letting the conversation flow this way today. And thank you for sharing. So today's been fantastic, Michelle. And same here. Thank you all for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye for now. Bye.